following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. <laughs> yes. Allow me to puff as well. Mm. Uh, uh, Those are some powerful herbs. <laughs> giving me dark visions. Shall we pack this again? I, I'm not giving visions. I'm not sure if it's working, is it? Visions. Visions. Daddy, are you seeing what I'm seeing? You making a fool of yourself. <laughs> you think Jacko's a Latino? I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. Hold on one second here. The Jacko. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another exceptionally exciting, stupendously incredible episode of Inside the Jackal's Head right here live on PSN Radio and of course SoFlow Radio. I want to thank you all for spending your evening here with me on this very spooky April 29th, 2021st. And I only say it's spooky because of all the stuff that's going on in the world and in the news. I hope everybody's staying COVID-free and staying safe and sound. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody has actually had a, a pretty decent week. Uh, we, uh, we have a great, great show for you tonight. I have an awesome guest who's going to be with me here at the end of the hour. She goes by the name of Dr. Kimberly McGeorge who actually is a very lovely person, and I want to thank her so much for being here with me because she was booked to be on the show a couple of weeks ago. As you guys know, I'd, I've uh, been dealing with my uncle's passing and uh, certain things happened. Uh, we also had immediately, uh, just uh, this past week, another passing in the uh, extended family here. And uh, with uh, my uncle, this current one, and... Uh, you know, I've been shuffling around some of the dates for, uh, you know, my guests for the last few weeks. Plus, I had a power outage uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Miss uh, Kimberly, unfortunately, was not able to be on. So, we rebooked her, and uh, she's going to be on with me tonight, which I am uh, looking forward to. Great guest, and we're going to uh, deep. We're going to get really deep, 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 deep into the paranormal with uh, Dr. Kim tonight. And, uh, you know, I, it's going to be a, a great honor because she's written, uh, you know, a, a book, a uh, series of books, uh, which deal with, uh, paranormal activity, uh, the secret to, uh, the secret to everything is the series of the books. Now, the secret to everything, uh, Lyme and autoimmune is the new one coming out. And, uh, she's going to share her personal paranormal experiences along with also her psychic abilities. And as you guys know, we're uh, entering now an era of uh, our evolution where supposedly, as they say, our psychic ability is going to be more and more tested and we're going to have more and more psychic uh, interaction because we're becoming more and more psychically aware. At least that's what the uh, the folks are saying out there. And uh, this is part of our natural evolution. And, uh, you know... With that said, of course, we're also facing uh, the pandemic or the pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And uh, in her research on alternative health, uh, you know, and her psychic ability and her healing abilities uh, with energy and uh, the stuff that she uses, you know, it's going to be interesting to to see exactly uh, 
how she comes at where we are currently as a society. So I look forward to having her on. It's going to be a fun hour with her. And that, that, that like I said, is going to be in about 20 minutes. So uh, please uh, just uh, get your uh, drink of choice for the evening or whatever uh, beverage you want to inject in your soft drink. You know, I know some folks like to mix and match. Uh, so uh, you go ahead and do that. Enjoy uh, the night. Turn the lights dim. And that's going to be a fun ride when Dr. Kim gets on the line. Now, until then, I do have some uh, new stuff that has been uh, percolating all over the news. And uh, including one Mr. Pence. That's right. Former Vice President. Pence, who is, you know, he's been completely gone, right? Mike Pence is, he went ghost after the uh, the whole January uh, uh, passing of the power uh, to the uh, Biden misadministration. Uh, so former Vice President Mike Pence on Thursday made his return to the public eye, which is today. It's just actually posted. If you guys want to follow this news, it's on msn.com. Not that I'm a fan, but I found this interesting. So, uh, it says here, Mike, uh, former, former Vice President Pence on Thursday made his return to the public eye, looking back on the work of the Trump administration and calling for conservatives to unite in opposition to President Biden's agenda. Okay, Pence uh, served as a keynote speaker at the Palmetto Family Council uh, event in South Carolina. The former vice president made no mention of the violence on January 6th, a moment that shook Washington, D.C. The Trump administration uh, uh, appeared to create friction between the former president and Pence. Pence also did not tip his hand about it. His plan for a 2024 possible run and remarks uh, to the conservative uh, group. Uh, he says here, uh, but Pence addressed uh, previewed uh, addresses previewed uh, how he will try to remain a player in the conservative movement as he navigates his political future, playing up to his work alongside Trump, while emerging as a critic of the Biden administration. Now, of course, this is, you know, what he's doing. He's uh, still trying to latch on to the popularity that Donald Trump has within the conservative movement. So here you have a person who, uh, you know, some say he could have done something legally. Uh, some say he couldn't have done anything. Uh, you, I mean, I don't, uh, I, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't want to get into the logistics of could he or could he have not. Uh, interjected or, or anything like that but I do find it really sad that with all the given glaring uh, shenanigans that was happening during the election last year that everybody allowed it to happen and now we're seeing audits we're seeing all this stuff going back and forth and now it's like oh yeah we goofed and now, uh, I mean, what are we going to do now? I mean, how, how, what good is it now? It's my question. Isn't it like a little too late now? Shouldn't like all this uh, stuff like 
Hunter's laptop been a bigger topic then? <laughs> you know, a lot of this stuff is going to start to get swept under the rug. And I talked about, about this before where I do think this uh, COVID-19 uh, is going to uh, magically disappear by the summer of 2021, a little bit, maybe a little bit later, as, you know, it's a pandemic, folks. I mean, did does, does people not stop and wonder why regular flu is not killing anybody for the last year and a half since the, the COVID-19? Huh? You guys, you guys, I mean, have you seen the numbers? They used to be way up there now. Nobody dies from regular flu. It's all COVID. All COVID all the time. And uh, my uncle who passed away, uh, like I said recently, um, when he passed, he was at hospice and he never had COVID. They gave him the vaccine. And that killed him a week later. And, of course, you can't sue the government, you can't sue the vaccine maker, because that's part of the policy, that if you get the shot, guess what? If you die or there's some kind of, like, a weird reaction, ah, you're screwed. So, you can't uh, get help, in other words. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. If you die, and, uh, it, you know, it, they, they don't take care of your family, n- nothing, so... Say you're in a household, you're the father and the mother. You have uh, three kids, right? Everybody gets uh, the other shots. The father dies, then the mother dies. The kids, all three of them, stay alive. What What's going to happen to those kids? Foster care? You know, family members are going to have to take them in? you got to be very careful. You know, Trump is, uh, as a lot of folks know, he has been very pro-vaccines. Uh, but at the same time, he also was not mandating it, meaning that uh, this is the only option. He, you know, talked about hydroxychloroquine and other uh, options, and he said, "Look, you know, you know, this is an option." And uh, I got into this uh, subject. I think it was a couple of nights ago or a night ago on another show. And I I said very clearly there, and I'm going to repeat it here. I believe Trump was, like the rest of us, duped when it came to a lot of uh, this uh, COVID stuff. And and he was misled by one uh, Dr. Fauci. Fidi Vinny Van Fauci. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I do believe that there's, uh, you know, look... I don't want to get into too much conspiracy stuff because I know how uh, everybody's like quick to like deplatform you if you even you know say stuff that counters the narrative these days. But the fact of the matter is that Fauci has flip flopped a ton. Okay, that's a, a fact of the matter. Fauci is not a very trusted uh, individual as long as as far as I can see. I mean, I I really have a hard time trusting this guy. Every time I see him, it's, you know, it's it's just tough not to see red flags going off. He says things uh, from one moment to another, which boggles the mind as, like, what team is this guy playing for? Is he pro-America, or what the hell is happening here? 
Now, there's a comedian. He's a Spanish dude. And he tore Fauci apart. I mean, and the funny thing is, my mother was a big fan of this uh, Spanish comedian. He did a movie. Um, I think it's I think it's called Instructions Not Included, if I remember right. And Instructions, uh, let me see, yeah, yeah, they got Instructions Not Included. This is back in 2013. Okay, my mother loved this movie. The guy's name is. Eugenio Derbez. Okay, Eugenio Derbez. Very funny guy, really good movie. In fact, this is the uh, only movie that my mother ever saw in theaters in the U.S. No, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Uh, this is the only time I ever was uh, able to take my mother to a movie theater because she never was into like the whole movie theater experience. Uh, but it was uh, this particular movie, a, a comedy drama. And uh, she loved the movie, and that's why I would never forget this dude's face. Instructions not included. And he uh, actually, he interviewed Dr. Fauci, and man, this is funny stuff. And you could, uh, you could tell how easily destroyed Fauci was on, an, on his own hypocrisy. I'm going to uh, get this clip here so you guys can check this out. But this is amazing stuff, folks. I mean, this I is... Yes. There you go. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. So, listen to this. Um, this is first funny. question: Which of the COVID nineteen vaccines have been officially approved by the FDA? Three of them: one from Moderna, which is the mRNA vaccine; one from Pfizer, which is another mRNA vaccine; and the other one is from J and J, Johnson and Johnson, which is a little bit different. It gives the same kind of response but it's a little bit different. So there are three vaccines that have gotten emergency use authorization from the FDA so far. There are a couple of others that are still being tested to determine if they're safe and effective, but the three that I just mentioned have been shown in very large clinical trials involving anywhere from 30,000 to 44,000 people per trial were shown to be not only very efficacious, but quite safe. Okay. So uh, I, I asked uh, if it was approved by the FDA, uh, but I, I think that it's a different thing that to the, an emergency use authorization than a, an approval. So what is the difference between an emergency use authorization yeah. and an official approval by the FDA? Yes, that, that's a very good question. So an emergency use authorization is based on the criteria if the benefit clearly outweighs the risk and that you get a good degree of efficacy and safety. The, the full licensure is when you follow it for a longer period of time and you get more information and data. I have no doubt, given how very, very efficacious all three of these are, that they will ultimately get the full authorization in the sense of what's called a biological license approval. But an emergency use authorization is really uh, quite of an important step in the direction of getting it the official approval. So let me give you an example of how much confidence I have in the emergency use authorization. I myself got vaccinated with one of those three. Yeah, that's a, that's how you sell the con. You put yourself in the shoes of the, uh, you know, the... the 
situation at hand. You saw how you, uh, Fauci did there at the end. I myself used the vaccine. But you saw how he lied. First, he, you know, he says, yeah, it was FDA approved, but it really has not been FDA approved. None of these vaccines are approved, folks. We're literally uh, getting used like guinea pigs. That's what's happening here. There's no vaccine. It's not Pfizer, it's not Moderna, it's not Johnson & Johnson. None of these things are actually FDA approved. They're at a step to get an emergency approval. Uh, There was a lot of red tape that was, uh, you know, uh, put to the side by the warp speed operation that the Trump administration uh, put into play, which... Again, going back to the comments I made, I think even Trump was duped into thinking that this was the proper steps to take. Because remember, he went through uh, Dr. Fauci and his, I wouldn't say demands, uh, but I would say, uh, you know, his uh, expertise analysis in this kind of situation and his advice on how to deal with it. And I think that expertise analysis and that advice uh, led us uh, in a very bad direction. And, uh, you know, getting now uh, what we're seeing here, remember, this is a guy who has been uh, not only kept by this administration with Biden, but he is uh, right there. Uh, you know, from the beginning, uh, Biden was talking about keeping him on board and uh, how important he was uh, going forward. So now let's get back to uh, what uh, we're talking to him here about uh, with uh, Mike Pence, who came out of the woodwork, right? Now I'm going to continue here in a quote here. It says, after 100 days of open borders, runaway spending plan, spending, or runaway spending, sorry, uh, plans for higher taxes, a bigger welfare state, more government, defunding the police, abandoning the right to life. Canceling our most cherished liberties, uh, Mike Pence says, I've had enough. And as he told the crowd, he says, after a hundred days, I think the time has come for Americans to devote to faith and family and freedom and uh, limited government to stand up and unite behind positive agenda and win back America. And it starts right here. And right now in South Carolina, Pence continued. Pence hit the uh, Biden administration over trillions of dollars and proposed spending to pay for economic relief packages uh, and infrastructure proposal in child care and family leave plan, right? And, uh, I mean, how much of this is actually uh, for, the, for the current COVID situation? How, how much? Oh, none, right? Really? Nothing. The criticism has been uh, become a frequent critique among Republicans, despite repeated uh, deficits uh, spending under Trump. Uh, nowhere near this, by the way. Uh, see, this is uh, the uh, MSM uh, jab. The former vice president warned that Biden's proposed tax increase and his pledge to study the expansion of the uh, his expansion of the Supreme Court and that's dangerous, guys. He uh, bemoaned uh, that the administration had uh, joined the woke chorus by accusing law enforcement agencies of systemic racism, which is hysterical. Because if anybody knows, and I'm not, I'm not quoting this part, this is me talking. 
Joe Biden systemically, or whatever the word is, uh, has been a racist his entire life. By his own admission, he has written more crime bills than any sitting congressperson, senator, whatever. Right? In the last 50 years. He's been in a position to do that for the last 47 years. Including the eight with Obama. Right? As it's a VP. So this is the the guy who we have now in the White House. The guy who systematically put bills in place that destroyed African American homes, Latino households. How did he do that? They targeted or you know young fathers, young people, young males. Uh, they were either black or Latinos for crimes. They were like you know petty crimes and overcharged them a lot of times to keep them in jail. And what this would do is it would uh, escalate over generations, and I'm talking about decades, and uh, again, 47 years. Uh, this escalated the uh, 70s, 80s, 90s. The amount of uh, fatherless households in the African-American community and in the Latino community because of the the incarceration of these people. And, you know, uh, for simple things, I mean, look, the, uh, the crime... Uh, uh, bill that Trump, uh, you know, took off when he was uh, in uh, in the White House. The one that got Alice Johnson out. Criminal reform, right? That was doing away with, uh, with what Biden had put in there with Obama. Where he kept people locked up for petty things. Kamala Harris, as uh, she's notoriously known, for keeping information that actually uh, proved that certain people were innocent when she was a prosecutor. And it turns out that uh, she had a very high rate of prosecuting African Americans compared to anybody else. Plus, she completely uses the race card. I mean, let's be honest, folks. She claims to be African American. Uh, Last I checked, I've said this many times before, but I'm going to say it again. Check your uh, world map, whether you're a flat earther or you're an actual believer of the round sphere Earth, like myself. You you won't find a Jamaica or an India in Africa. So every time you hear her say that she is the first African-American woman in the White House as the vice president. Folks, that's a lie, and that's using the race card to again get the African-American vote and try to pander because that's the, the left, that's all they do. That's why they blow everything out of proportion and that's why they love cops when it benefits them and they hate cops when it does not benefit them. And, well, I mean, they, I think they really do internally just don't like the police on the left. I really do think that. But I'm talking directly about the Congress people and the senators that are all Democrats. Uh, you know, these people that are right now controlling the government, it's really who I'm talking about. You've noticed when it benefits them how they make a big deal about a policeman losing his life like at the Capitol? How about uh, all the hundreds of uh, cops that lost their life uh, last year at the uh, Summer of Love? 
Nobody cares about those guys, right? A lot of dead police officers. Uh, what you know? Things happen there, Angel. You know stuff. It's all summer of love. You know these uh, these uh, folks. They love life. Yeah, just let them uh, let them loosen. Let them do their thing. If they shoot somebody. Oh well, folks. Uh, it's like almost like last year was the purge. Uh, come in uh, to reality. In fact, somebody had a meme that I saw yesterday, which which is uh, was really funny, and uh, I got a good laugh at. It was uh, Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone, and uh, he uh, and the caption was, "Would you watch uh, Home Alone if it's uh, the, it's set in the night of the Purge, like with a modern you know uh, day take." Uh, with Macaulay Culkin playing the part of uh, Kevin McAllister from the movie Home Alone. And uh, it would be like a cross-universe type of thing, you know? I think that would be brilliant, to be honest. I think I would watch that. I would I would pay hard money to see that. I'm just saying I hope somebody in Hollywood looks at that meme and says, you know what, that's crossing the universe I want to cross. It's a good idea. Let's do that. I, I'm not going to hold my breath on it, but I do hope that somebody actually does that. Uh, we're about to go on break here in a few minutes, and uh, let's see, i got one more thing I wanted to play here. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene insults AOC after claiming they will, they will hold the Green New Deal debate. And uh, you guys got to hear this. This is really funny stuff. I'm also happy to tell you that yesterday on the House floor, I happened to finally bump into AOC and I challenged her to a debate about the Green New Deal. You see, I'm a small business owner that has created jobs. I've signed the back of many paychecks. I've also built the economy. As a job creator, a business owner, we actually build the economy. Let me tell you what AOC has never done. She's never created one job. She has not built the economy. She's nope. only in the business of trying to tear it down. And that's exactly what I told her when I spoke with her yesterday on the House floor. We're going to debate. I told her. She said she asked me if I had read her 14-page Green New Deal. I said, I've read nope. some of it. And nope. she said, well, when you read all of it, then you can challenge me to a debate. Well, the good news is I've read all 14 little pages, and I'm very ready to debate her. On Surprise. Surprise. So this is what we're going to be doing. The date hasn't been set, but when it is set, I will let you know. And she better show up. If she chickens out, then she shows exactly who she really is, a scared little girl that is pretty stupid and doesn't know anything about the economy or economics. And she boasts that she does because she has a degree Fortini! in economics. Fortini! But she doesn't have enough common sense to actually be able to produce anything in the real world. She just has a government job. So I just wanted to fill you guys in on what's going on. Here's the plan going forward. It's going to be America first policies. And this is what I'm going to be fighting for every single day. And that's for you and that's for me and that's for the future of our children and our grandchildren and beyond that. America first policies is the only way to save this country. And I am so thankful that we had President Trump for four years, four years to show us exactly what that looks like. Now it's our turn to pick it up, pick up that mantle and run with it and make sure that America first policies are the future and the way for this country. 
Thank you guys for your support and I look forward to talking to you again. Hey, one more thing, share this video and tell your friends. Okay. I think she's going to whoop AOC's uh, buttocks. That's all I'm saying. I think she's going to win that debate. Uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully AOC doesn't chicken out. I, I predict if uh, AOC shows up, she's going to get her lunch handed to her. But the chances of her actually showing up to a debate, slim and uh, probably none, since, uh, you know, these uh, folks are all talking, no action. But we shall see, folks. We shall see. Uh, until, uh, you know, until it happens, uh, there's not much we can actually, uh, do about it. Uh, you know, just a wait and see situation at the moment. I, I, look, there's a lot of debates I, I really want to see this one. I hope it would be like a pay-per-view type of thing. Because that would be, uh, I mean, if you think the NFL brings in ratings, you know how many people would actually pay hard money to watch AOC and, uh, Miss Green over here uh, do a debate? I mean, I like I said, just take my money now. I, and I don't have much money to begin with, but whatever I do have, uh, you can take it and uh, just tell me where to mail it. Or uh, if you want me to send it through PayPal, just tell me, uh, and uh, I'll do that. Speaking of PayPal, uh, by the way, guys, I'm back on PayPal, and, uh, and I'm also on Patreon. Uh, if you go to my website, angelespino.com, You'll see on the right-hand side where all the uh, goodies are on the widgets. You will see the Patreon and the PayPal uh, links on there. Please follow those and uh, join uh, the Patreon if you can and uh, help support the show. You know, it's uh, hard to keep these things afloat for as long as I have. And now with the pandemic and the, you know, lockdowns and the inability to work through the health and, and other issues... Uh, your support really does come in handy and really does help. So if you uh, could drop in anything on the Patreon page or on the PayPal page, it'll be a lovely, lovely and mostly appreciated, definitely appreciated, uh, you know, uh, thing uh, that you can do for us. So, uh, you know, please check that out. com is my website. Direct link to Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Angel Espino. Now I'm going to hit break here in a little bit, uh, but I uh, do have another uh, thing that I wanted to uh, share with you guys. Let's see, there's one more. Oh yeah, this is really interesting. And uh, we'll go uh, on break after this and uh, get Dr. Kimberly uh, McGeorge on the line here. Uh, New York uh, recently lost uh, congressional seats Thanks to the census, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I wanted to play this audio clip. Uh, check this out. This is very interesting because this could help swing things around a little bit within the next year. Check this out. I was just going to follow up on the last part of the question. Um, she asked how close uh, New York was. And so what we have is that if New York had had 89 more people, they would have received one more seat instead of the last state that received their last seat. Uh, there are 435 seats, so the last seat went to Minnesota, 
and New York was next in line. And if you do the algebra equation that determines how many they would have needed, it's 89 people. Uh, but that's if you hold the population of all other states constant. Wait, can you still hear me? Sorry. We can. So if we had counted 89 more people in New York State, and assuming everything else was constant, we would not have lost a congressional seat? Correct. Thanks. Thank you. Now, you can thank uh, Mr. Andrew Cuomo, uh, big brother of Fredo Cuomo, for uh, possibly those uh, seats being lost. As you guys know and are well aware now, he has not only driven people out of the uh, state of New York because of his uh, shenanigans and bad handling of uh, the state, but, of course, he put sick people that had, uh, you know, supposedly Kung Flu, uh, COVID-19, in with elderly people who were in hospice and in medical centers and a lot of those people died now i wonder if <clears throat> that would have changed things but thanks to that uh you know just that one little thing by mr cuomo and well that and many other bad things that he uh and uh de blasio has done in new york uh, you know, the, the actions these people have taken up there uh, over the last year and a half uh, has really caused a lot of, uh, you know, bad things to happen. And the one good thing out of this, that one seat they lost, might be the Bronx, and it might cost AOC her congressional seat. So we look forward to that, folks. Uh, yep, that's right. We're going on commercial break on a very positive note as AOC might be out on her butt because that congressional seat <clears throat> might come right out of the Bronx. So there you go, folks. Now, I want everybody to, again, uh, relax, sit back. So we're going to go uh, on a quick break here, and we're going to get my guest, uh, the lovely Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. And we're gonna we're gonna get right deep into the paranormal, uh, deep into her work and uh, her psychic abilities. And if you guys want to Skype in, you can do so. You can check out the website publicstreamingnetwork.com and check out the Skype icon right there to take you right into our chat room. You message me in there, and I'll add you to the call, and we'll Skype you right in. Uh, we are doing it all through Skype now, so please do it that way. Or if not, you can also go to my website, angelespino.com. Again, go to the right side, and you'll see the uh, Skype icon on there. Same thing. It'll take you right into the uh, Skype chat. Even if you don't have Skype on your computer, it'll open it on the browser. And you can actually uh, pick your uh, name and everything. It's pretty cool the way it works. And uh, you can just uh, say, hey, uh, I want to be on the air, and I'll bring you right into the call. It's very easy. And that is very convenient, and it costs nobody no money, so that's always good stuff. So, guys, stick around, and we'll be uh, live here with uh, the lovely guest, uh, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, within a few minutes, right here on Inside the Jackal's Head. This is PSN Radio. 
most explosive pro-American podcast on the planet. Pro-MAGA, pro-Trump, pro-conservative. Come join the resistance. Fight for what really matters in America. 5 p.m. Central on UJHLive.com, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Megabook.com. Come join the resistance and fight for America. Unleash Jeremy Hansen. Do you value yourself, your family, your friends? Want to know more about how to survive, thrive, and stay alive in these dynamic times? Listen to Around the Campfire with Kate, Thursday nights and Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, only on PSN TV. That's Around the Campfire with Kate, news that nobody in the MSM wants to report. Remember, train hard, train smart to survive, thrive, and stay alive. Come listen to the Bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bombcat Saloon Radio Show Tuesday and Thursday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific for the best in late-night conservatarian wireless talk radio at shrmedia.com. Raised as a free-range child with dirt and freedom, BZ is broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California. Jump into our plush, sumptuous, palatial, and resplendent chat room at shrmedia.com. Now, with a 18% more umbrage and 20% more bulbosity than previous shows and with delicious Liberty additives. Remember, BZ realizes that with great beard comes great responsibility. No chinchillas were harmed, embarrassed, or the focus of any sarcasm whatsoever in the making of this ad. the jackal's head this is angel espino your host and of course you're being right now listening uh, for the last uh, hour you've been listening to psn radio and showflow radio and i think also my friend odin has got me over on the uh, global enlightenment radio network so shout outs to everybody listening in at the moment uh this is the interview portion of the show and with that said i want to welcome my guest the one and only the very lovely and very patient Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, uh, thank you so much for being here with me, and uh, so, thank you so much for being so patient the last couple of weeks when we had to kind of like move the show around so much. Uh, you've been very, very lovely, and I appreciate your time you're with me. Oh, no, I'm really excited. It'll be worth it. Good things are worth waiting for, right? That's correct. Yes, indeedy. And as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, you, uh, we're, we're going to discuss, uh, you know, paranormal uh, stuff because that's something that I love talking about. And we're going to talk about our, our own personal paranormal experiences, uh, which I have a few. And I, I heard through the cool. grapevine, uh, that there's a possibility <laughs> that I might even get a reading. Maybe. You have to be really, really nice, though. Well, I will try my best. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, I do love, uh, you know, uh, you know, talking to folks that deal with the paranormal at Toys Some that I, I really uh, get a kick out of because while I'm not a religious person, uh, mm-hmm. I am very spiritual in mm-hmm. a sense. I, I do uh, believe in afterlife. I believe that there is more to life as, you know, we see it right now in a three-dimensional uh, picturesque uh, 4K visualization of Lucasfilms or whatever this existence is <laughs> that we're living in right now. Uh, but I do think there's more to after, you know, this uh, bag of bones is done. I think we do uh, ascend to some greater. So I always like to kind of like, you know, get other people's insight and uh, I've been doing this now, Dr. Kim, for... Can I call you Dr. Kim, by the way? No, that's great. Okay. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for a, a decade plus, and every time I talk to somebody who is uh, a psychic researcher or, in, you know, in your case, also an author, I always like to, like, listen to them explain to the audience what got them interested in uh, in doing uh, stuff and how their abilities sparked because i mean a lot some people tell me that it it just started happening one day some people tell me that they they had psychic abilities from the very beginning since they were you know babies they could start remembering things so how did it begin for you and uh you know that brought you to where we are now yeah i love that um so like you know people you just you know referred to your previous guests i really didn't have a choice to have psychic abilities um and i actually thought you know, when you're young, three, four, five, six, you only know what you know, and you assume that your world and your point of view is everyone else's world and everyone else's point of view. So I had the ability to promote view really young. Um, it was brought in through sound. So we lived outside of Chicago, and there were a lot of police cars that would come down the main road and, you know, fire trucks and ambulances. And at night, especially, there were more, of course, it's Chicago. And uh, at night, I would put the pillow over my head because when I heard an ambulance, it wasn't just the sound that scared me. It was the sight that I saw. So like little movie screens would open up and I would see now I've kind of figured it out being an adult that I would see where the ambulance was going. So I would see things that a three-year-old shouldn't see, like, uh, you know, rape and murder and decapitation and hangings and suicides and, you know, all kinds of things, depending on and fires and, you know, depending on the call and robberies and, you know, all. so it was horrifying and terrifying for me. And then when I would go to nap, um, I would, you know, have all these figures come into the room and the ceiling would open up and I would see portals and space and doorways and aliens and ships. And it was crazy. And, you know, it wasn't until I was older that I'm like, I was talking to my brother and my brother's like, uh, I, I'm like, do you see that man over there in the corner? And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. OK, I get it now. <laughs> you know, not everybody's like this. So let me ask you, because that's interesting, um, you, you mentioned you saw aliens also, which is something that I've kind of like been seeing more and more where there's a connection here where aliens, spiritual, you know, beings, uh, you know, I've often said on the show, Dr. Kim, that I think that a lot of the mythology um, has been alien nature uh, that people uh, have kind of misidentified over the years. It's been alien in nature, I should say. And uh, a lot of that's been misidentified over the years. How much do you think, like, demonic stuff and, and you know, the way that, you know, that's been treated 
uh, you know, could now be kind of like categorized as alien. And uh, maybe even, uh, you know, we need to start looking at things in a different spectrum and kind of unifying everything. You know, I've changed my mind so much on this, even though I'm an experiencer of both what I would call psychic, paranormal, alien, crypto, you know, all of the, quote, varieties. Uh, The longer I live, I think the more it's tied together. I don't think it's Mm -hmm. all the same thing, but I think um, it all has the one thing in common, of course. It's more than what we can see with our senses it's not what we've been taught it's not what we've been told it's not what we've been programmed or how we've been programmed to believe and i used not to believe in aliens i grew up my dad's a pastor i've been exercised by him many times i'm still psychic so that actually started the seed of journeying um away from religion because if you're saying the only reason i have psychic abilities is because i have demons inside of me but I still have psychic abilities after you've exercised the demons. Do you see where I started having disbelief? There's something wrong with this logic. This isn't even logical anymore. And even as a child and teenager, you know, I went to Christian school and Christian college and on and on. I probably know the Bible better than, you know, most pastors, but yet there's so much that doesn't match up with my experience. And like I said, I've been exercised many times. So, I don't believe I'm possessed because I think my dad would have gotten it out by now. Um, so I've just been all over the place with aliens. So it wasn't until I had my children who are super psychic and uh, we were living in a house in Ohio and we actually had a paranormal team come over and we left the house and they actually got grays landing and looking through our windows um, on tape. And my one daughter, you know, would say they would stand around the house and look in and be around all the time. So Once we got some, you know, video evidence of a gray and of a light flash and of like a ship beam thing coming down, it's hard not to be a believer when you're seeing this in your own house and you aren't there. So you're not involved in it. You know, this is a third party filming it. So I've just had so many experiences that, uh, you know, is that a demon? You know, why? You know, for what purpose? What is a demon? Is it possible we've been deceived? Even when an angel is, uh, I call them angels. Um, you know, what a demon is, is there a race that's been perpetuating this, you know, lie? Everyone's like, well, angels save me. I'm like, okay, do they? I mean, do they really? How do we know? And for what purpose? You know, it's just crazy. The whole, I don't, I always say you don't know till you know, and maybe you'll never know. I think we'll know a lot though. Uh, I actually think we're going to find out a lot later this year and next year. It's one of my predictions. I think there's going to be full disclosure on a lot of the aliens, on a lot of the demonic, on a lot of the crypto, on a lot of ghost yep. stuff, all of it. Um, and a lot of people are predicting that, but I'm also predicting that. I think there's going to be full disclosure. I think there's going to be full disclosure on space travel, which we've always been doing, jump gates, uh, my labs, SSP, all of it. I think they're going to out all of it. <laughs> That's my opinion. Well, I don't know if it's going to be full disclosure in that uh, sense, but I, I had uh, talked about this uh, before on the show where we had Steve Bassett, who's a close friend of mine for the last decade, and uh, he's been on the forefront of trying to get the disclosure movement going. And uh, he actually said that it will be sometime around the summer, uh, April to July around there. That's kind of like the uh, three-month period that he gave where disclosure was going to start happening. And uh, funny enough, I've been reading uh, a lot over uh, the book Behold the Pale Horse from uh, William Cooper. And oh, yeah. even, in, even in that book, he actually talks about how there is a plan that has been underway 
uh, for a disclosure after the, the year 2000. Oh, wow. And they, I didn't and, know that. Okay, yeah, wow. Yeah. And uh, in the book, he, he goes over how the government's going to start planning this after the year 2000. And of, sure enough, what did we have around that time period? 9-11. We had, you know, a shift in the way consciousness thinks about the UFO thing. Uh, more and more people are now into the subject uh, than ever. Uh, not only that, more people believe that we're not alone than ever. Uh, Hollywood is completely sold into the idea that aliens are real. Even the Vatican has come out and said that, yeah, if aliens are out there, there are brothers from, you know, the stars, and God yeah. made them like, like he made us. Uh, the Pope has uh, has uh, come uh, forward. And now, of course, we have the Pentagon. We had you know, we have Space Force. Now, I don't think they're going to come out and, and say, you know, everything about jump rooms and all this stuff that they might have, uh, which I'm pretty sure they at this point. I'm pretty sure they have everything. Uh, but I do think they're going to start giving us a uh, soft disclosure and kind of like leading us towards maybe a 10-year plan starting this summer where they're going to introduce, look, we found some form of life on Mars or on this planet very close by. and mm-hmm. Or we found a signal which signifies that there was life on this part of the galaxy. What does this mean? And then every few months, kind of like technology takes a jump every few months, and we're like, how the heck did this happen? How did we go from flip-flop phones to, like, the iPhone in, in Oh, you months, think right? they're going to boil the frog, so you think they're going to turn it up slowly. I think they're just going to... I think they're going to nuclear bomb it. You think they're going to boil the frog. I got it. <laughs> the, the, the reason I say that is because, remember, if if we're really talking about a uh, disclosure movement, that you know, the way they're going to open the, uh, the actual vault, or let's call it that, and uh, start putting I, this information out there, uh, if you, you know, we're talking about every country in this, uh, in this world opening up their books. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be some countries who's going to be a little hesitant who might have a thing or two to hide. Uh, so it, it's something that they're, I'm pretty sure it's slowly they're going to start revealing what they know. Uh, a lot of countries have already come forward and, you know, been very open about what they, uh, they know. Uh, but the U.S. has always been very kind of tight-lipped. Now is when they're starting to follow suit. But, you know, we know this country and the way it is. They don't do everything, like, right up front. They they milk everything to death. and they, <laughs> So that's my concern. That it's going to be a very slow and dry process. I wish they just dumped the whole thing. But, uh, you know, even uh, when we look at the history of ufology, uh, project, uh, I think it was Project Blue Book, when they talked about... Um, mm-hmm. They talked about, uh, you know, how science and scientists were going to take uh, the full disclosure uh, if it ever happened very tough. Uh, I believe that is something that they're also looking at, not only for scientists, but for the everyday common folks who might not still be ready for the entire shebang. Well, most of the society is, there is still that percentage that will get really spooked, I think, by the whole thing. But I, I, I do want to address back uh, to, uh, or circle back as... Jensaki would say, uh, I want to <laughs> circle back to this possibility that it's all interconnected because when I look at the grace, for example, like you said, you had an experience with, to me, that could have easily been mistaken for demons uh, a few hundred years ago. Oh, totally. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, if you have, and again, what is our point of reference? So I think it 
it depends a little bit on your own worldview. If you, mm -hmm. however many years ago in the 15th, 16th, 17th, whatever century, if you already had the belief that there were races that you didn't know what they looked like on other planets and there were thriving cultures all over the galaxy, then if you solid gray, you might be like, you wouldn't maybe necessarily jump to it's a demon, but they kept us even shockingly, but true, even more tight lipped back then. I, I assume, I think, and so if your only life is the village, the church and your home um, and the only thing you're taught about, the only thing you're allowed to know that might be at all what we would call mysterious or supernatural is a demon or an angel, then you're going to put there's only two categories. It's either a demon or an angel. Right. I mean, what other right. category, what other frame of reference do you have? You were taught Correct. that there's no other life but this round ball that we live on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what connection do aliens as we see them now, and spiritual beings have, which uh, this is uh, across the board. Yeah, I think it's, I think, like, even oh. people uh, say, like, the Basquatch and the Dogman thing, like, um, there's... Well, uh, I'm asking uh, you directly, like, what connections do they have? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if uh, you can guess this. Are you talking about angel demons, or are you talking about what I call interdimensionals, which is no, all no, types no. of... Like, like every, every, everything across the board, aliens, uh, demons, spirits, I mean, w whatever. Uh, anything that's paranormal or ufology-based, what's the oh. one common theme here? They all come from the skies, right? Yeah. They all come from outside the galaxy or outside oh. our Earth. Disguise are other dimensions, which some people would say sky, but it's not necessarily because... Right. I think all the dimensions lay all over each other. So I don't know how many dimensions there are, whether there's 18, whether there's 8, or whether there's 8 million. I think they all intersect and they're all accessible, which is how a lot of these beings access ours, which is a lower frequency. And now we're getting into my, <laughs> and, you know, they vibrate at a higher frequency. So they lower their frequency to come to the third dimension. If they want to go back to the eighth dimension where they come from, they raise their frequency. And I always use Jesus as an example, not because, you know, I'm a Jesus fan because I'm not, but because... You know, he walked through walls and we're like, oh, mm. it's a miracle. Is it a miracle or is he from a higher dimension? Some people would say, Heather, yes. everyone would pretty much agree that that's a higher dimension, whether it exists or not. We still have that belief. And, uh, you know, I think he lowered, you know, he was flesh and blood, but he could, because he was from a higher dimension, he could easily raise the physical body. And when you raise the yep. physical body, you have things like um, you can float in the air, you can walk through walls, you can become invisible without technology, et cetera, et cetera. No, not only that, this is the best part. If you really want to start tying things in together, there's a very big uh, part of the UFO community, the abduction community, the abductees, uh, that have come forward and say uh, that when they're experiencing an abduction, at times... When they've mentioned the name of Jesus or God and they've asked the aliens to leave them alone in the name of Jesus, the aliens have backed up and left. Why is that? I don't know because I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a Jesus fan. So that makes me raise <laughs> a weird eyebrow and look at you out of the corner of my eye. That's how I'm <laughs> No, here's the, here's the funny thing because I'm not a uh, Jesus like freak or anything like that. I'm I'm not even uh, religious. I'm actually agnostic, believe it or not. Uh, but it's funny because it, it to me is they're quoting a Messiah figure, 
And I think okay. it, that's where it becomes kind of a religious thing. It would be the same if they were called, like, say, Horus or Mitri, or I think any, like, or the Buddha. I think if they start calling out for these architectural messiah figures, uh, I think yeah. the name is what kind of, like, spooks uh, these aliens from what I'm, you know, what, what I'm gathering. Because Maybe I don't know who the heck Jesus is, but it doesn't sound good, so we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it could be that. But remember, every religion has kind of like their hierarchy and has their totally. sort of Messiah totally. figure yes. and their yes. the name yes. for the Messiah figure. Yes. So I think that's why that is, because at the end of the day, it, you know, religion is all separated and it's like you know, it's a bunch of them. But we all, at the end of the day, uh, we all worship one God. I mean, whatever that God might be. At the end of the day, you know, that's, you know, probably going to be the same God, right? So. Yeah, that's interesting. You know what we're finding with our technology? And I haven't tested enough people on it to say for sure. But mm-hmm. I know a lot about the CERNs, which there's more than one CERN, and all the time stopping that they do and messing with time and timelines. We're finding oh, yeah. that a lot of people test on our technology the same that I scanned you on. Um, are we close to break or on break? Uh, no, actually, no, no, we're, we're good. We're, we're good. Okay, okay, I didn't want to, like, yeah. cross, cross, can you tell, well, I actually started in radio, so I'm used to, like, top of the hour and bottom of the No, hour. no, no, we came from break, and, uh, we're good now for, like, the next, uh, about 20 minutes, and then we hit break oh, again. Yeah. I'm giving that marker, yeah. but, um, we're finding with our scans, and I didn't look at you in this, but I could tell you off air or email you, but we're finding that most people, uh, whether they know it or not, have been abducted. Is that interesting? Mm. Because we're mind Very. all the time. They have so much wind wiping technology. You know, uh, here here's some. Um, I've always been interested in in getting abducted, and I'm not even kidding about that. Uh, I know a lot of folks are scared of the situation. I would actually look forward to the opportunity, uh, even if I don't come back. And the reason I say that is because. Even if it's your final ride, it gives you the opportunity to see things at a different perspective. No matter what the, you know, the final outcome is, you get to kind of like answer that for yourself. And at the end of the day, we only live to answer our own questions, right? And hopefully society picks up on it and bigger mm-hmm. answers are out there. <laughs> so you're saying, Angel, that it gives you more information and you're happy to have more information about things you don't know. That's Correct. what you're Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very open to it. That's uh, that's the reason I became agnostic. Not because I didn't believe in the afterlife or I didn't believe in psychic abilities. It's because I wanted to be more open to every suggestion out there and look and explore it and see what you thought you're saying. Correct. What you're exactly. I I love that. That's how I am too. Oh, see, I knew I was going to love having you on my show. (laughs) Well, I mean. Yeah, and people are like, you, you're teaching something that you taught eight years ago. I'm like, yeah, because I learned new information and I changed my mind. Like, most people never change their mind, but I change my mind all the time. If I get new information and I have a personal experience, then I'm going to change my mind and I'll keep doing it. You know, I have no problem with that. Yeah, uh, I'm the same way. Uh, in fact, I've often, uh, not I wouldn't say I've flip-flopped, but I've definitely changed perspective on uh, certain, uh, you know, things within the paranormal or even ufology, uh, as you know, as you gather information. And also, this comes with just, uh, you know, getting older and uh, getting wiser 
uh, to a lot of things because there is uh, there is a lot of folks out there. I'm telling you, especially in the ufology world, where they create a, a nice little story, they go out there and they just you know want to make money off of it, and you know th- there's a lot of that out there also. But there's a lot of folks that I've spoken to uh, that I tell you right now, I I back 100 percent that they've definitely had experiences. I've become friends with Travis Walton and Mike Rogers uh, from Fire okay. in the Sky. Uh, the, you know, the, these gentlemen sure. are, yeah, these gentlemen, I believe, 100% went through an experience. I believe the Roswell case, I was friends with uh, Stan Friedman before he passed away. And, um, you know, extensively I've, you know, talked to uh, Jesse Marcel III. And, uh, you know, these folks uh, that I can name drop uh, just from uh, doing my shows over the years, uh, but these are people that I think have credible backgrounds, and I've looked into what they've gone through. And again, I, you know, talking to them, talking to a lot of abductees and stuff. To me, you know, circling back again, I think it, you know it all goes back to you know the question is, is it all the same? And now I don't know if you're familiar with Joe Rogan at all. Yes. Dr. Kim? Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know how he loves talking about things like ayahuasca and uh, True. You, you know. You know, meditation and all that stuff. Uh, you know, he, you know, one thing I've noticed about folks who have taken ayahuasca and those kind of drugs to inhibit a psychic, you know, uh, phenomenon or a psychic episode or, or whatever, uh, is they see little grays with hats on their heads. Huh. Which is another uh, common theme with, uh, people that take that drug. And now what does that remind you of? I don't know, but that's really interesting because I think when you take those drugs, it opens up psychic abilities that you already have. And what it reminds me of, well, what it makes me think, and this is what, as my vision has increased over the years and I can see through the dimensions easier, I'm wondering if they see that because they're, again, the dimensions are overlapping and that site is opened and they are there. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not in there. Yeah imagination they're there like standing around like my house like my daughter saw like they Correct. can maybe see that you know yeah well what i what i think happens is there's like like you know the, the wave the you know we're all riding uh it, it opens that spectrum i think our bell used to call it the the Ooh, veil dropping yeah. opens the spectrum that's it that frequency spectrum that's exactly it. That's, and yep. <laughs> the little grays with the hats on their heads uh you know the remind they they remind me of Leprechauns, uh, kind of like the Wizard of Oz thing, like the little, <laughs> well, well, the, the little munchkins from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, the munchkins. That's what leprechauns remind me of. Leprechauns remind me of munchkins. <laughs> but think about that. How much of our lore over the last several hundred years could have been, uh, you know, attributed to this one unified thing uh, that we call paranormal ufology? Oh, and, yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah, that's true. I. I'd even think about, like, um, you're saying, like, even the legend of, like, is there such a thing, for example, as a leprechaun, or is it, you know, something being misidentified or adding a label, calling it a leprechaun, but it might be Correct. a form of a gray or a type of a gray. That, that, there you go. That's exactly the, my theory. And I think that's been what's uh, been going on on this planet, and I think there is we're going to get the disclosure that, you know, pinpoints and unifies everything. When well, let we, me ask you a question. Why do you ahead. think, do you like how I'm taking over your stuff? I'm just kidding. <laughs> why, why, I'm flipping this. Why do you think, okay, why do we have to hide this? So do you really, why is this being hidden? If it's true what you're saying in this different lore 
we've been mm-hmm. misidentifying or calling them. I mean, I believe in the Fae and the little people, and that's another conversation. Not exactly leprechauns. I have video of a gnome in my yard, but that's another whole thing. But um, why do you think it's some big top secret thing? Why can't we live you know, alongside brothers and sisters from the stars or greys or whatever, unless they're like stabbing us in the eye at night. And maybe <laughs> like, what does it matter? Why the big secrecy? I'm, I'm asking you seriously. What, why do you think there's this huge secrecy? So what some beings from another planet came, you know, and they crashed and they cruise by and wave, you know, who cares? Like, why has it been, why has it been people die? Do you know, um, do you know Jody Cook? He's awesome. You should have him on. He's like big in, he used to be big in UFOlogy and now he's like one of the most world famous experts on dogma in the whole world. But he used to be in UFOlogy and he told me that he got out of UFOlogy and the whole gray and all that thing because his life was threatened and people in his group were being killed. Now, now that's mm. extreme. Now, come on, what's the big secret here? Well, my perspective is one of the big th- the things that made this a big secret was the technology involved. Uh, the simple fact that there's uh, possibly a prime directive with a lot of these planets and, uh, you know, with a lot of uh, civilizations like ours that are about to take that leap forward and start traveling the stars, there might be a, a prime directive from beings outside that don't want to interfere until we're, you know, culturally ready to join the cosmos. And, Dr. Kim, I don't know if you've looked at our, our culture and our civilization over the last several hundred years, we're not a very friendly uh, bunch. We fight amongst ourselves because <laughs> color of the skin, uh, because you're transgender uh, or you're not. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You know, yeah, there's sexuality. there's so many reasons that why would aliens want to interact with us? It's like if you go to the backyard and you start talking to a bunch of ants. They have their mm-hmm. own civilization, but they won't understand us anyway because they're not culturally, you know, they're not culturally there to see eye to eye with us. They're way behind on the evolutionary scale. So we're talking about advanced beings that might be a billion years more advanced than us. That are, you know, coming around the block and they're taking an observation of our planet and they're looking around. They've been interacting for, you know, you know, several hundred years, maybe a thousand years. And it all gets tied into, you know, the, the spectrum of paranormal. And yeah, there, this does not take away from the overall aspect of psychic ability, you know, the ability of being, of there being a god or, or an afterlife. I believe all that kind of feeds into like the overall global thing. But what if they think, you know, these earthlings, not ready to find out all that information yet. They can't even get a simple thing like black and white without, you know, trying to like bomb each other out of like hatred. You know, for like skin color. So I think that's uh, the distraction programming, though, so that we don't have the time to think about like topics like we're talking about on your show. So we don't have time to think about our own spirituality. We just kind mm. of go along with the religion we were brought up in. So we don't have time to, you know, open our own psychic abilities and see through the dimensions ourselves. We don't, we're so distracted. We're so busy, as you said, you know, worrying about everyone else's sexuality. Now, why <laughs> the heck do you care? what your neighbor's doing in your bedroom. It's none of your business unless you're there. It has nothing to do with you, whether they're gay or straight or bi, trans, or or ever had sex. It's none of your business. Why do we get so dragged into all the drama of, you know, other people's lives? It's very distracting to any kind of spirituality or any kind of psychic development at all. Like you said, 
Yeah, and not only that, I mean, that's just one part of it. You know, you have also the entertainment industry, which keeps us distracted with what movies, TV shows, sports, uh, you know, across the board, you're distracted on a daily basis. So they dumb down society. You don't have that evolution that you need to have. And now the Internet, social media, and all these different outlets, which we'd love to use because we get shows like this on the air, but at the same right. time, you know, when you have Big Brother who is putting their propaganda and their mind manipulation stuff out there, uh, they've been doing that for years. Television has been doing it for years. That's why I, I love using the quote, tell lies to your vision, television. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a lot of truth to that. And, you know, the people now have the ability to speak up more like we're doing on this show because of the technology that they invented. And I think that's a big oops for them because this is helping to lift that veil and as you see more and more people are now starting to get with the program that's why i start i believe that's how we're going to have the disclosure stuff starting now and it's going to bubble up even more and i do think that the the ultimate answer is going to be folks everything you think you know is not what really has been going on for the last uh, maybe thousand years, everything you believed was this, 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 and this actually is a unified field of this. And that'll be the final answer. And it'll be, you know, everything comes from the heavens and the skies. And yeah, there are other dimensions, there are other multi universes. And, uh, you know, we'll start getting that in driplets, unfortunately. But I think we'll get there. I say that too. I say that all the time. I say everything you think you know. You don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we will someday, hopefully, hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> but I, I totally agree with you. Now, I love the title of your book, by the way. Uh, it, it's, uh, let me see, The Secret uh, to Everything series, right? That's the name of the, uh, yeah. the, uh, mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. And we have the book uh, Lyme and Autoimmune. Yeah, you know why? I mean, it's, I hate to say it's a boring subject. I mean, I would much rather write about like Bigfoot or dogmen or fairies or really anything, UFOs, aliens. However, uh, we found through, you know, using our technology and testing mm-hmm. thousands of people that even everybody's kind of testing with some variety of, uh, the frequency of Lyme as well as, I mean, you know, autoimmune, Epstein Barr, fibromyalgia. I mean, it's huge. Right. The autoimmune is like burying people. They're sore. Their muscles are sore. They have headaches. Mm-hmm. Their hormones are unbalanced. Their thyroids are unbalanced. I mean, have you ever met someone with a balanced thyroid? I've never. I mean, everybody's <laughs> like, I'm hypothyroid. I'm, it's like the new dating question. Are you hypothyroid or are you hyperthyroid? I mean, everybody's like, I mean, we're just so dysfunctional. We just have all these autoimmune diseases, you know? Well, here you're speaking to somebody who actually currently suffers from mixoderma, which is a it's a hyperthyroidism. So I actually well, you just proved my point exactly. Uh, so, I mean, that tells you, and it's very. And the 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 funny thing is, uh, it's very rare for men to have mixoderma. It's a it's a rare it's a rare uh, hyperthyroidism. illness as it is but it's very rare in men so just my luck right well yeah i mean typically <laughs> we we hear thyroid and we think women i mean we think hormone imbalance we think women but that's a little bit of programming there right exactly and that's when they told me that i was like wait a second uh, isn't and i wasn't exactly sure what the the name you know 
the definition for it, what it, exactly it was. And he started explaining to me, uh, explaining to me uh, what this illness was. And I was like, but hold on. It says here this is doesn't really affect men mostly. It's mostly a woman illness. And the doctor was like, yeah, you're in a special category. I was like, oh, man. I, <laughs> you're special. I've always wanted to be special, but not in this way, Doc. Oh, that's funny. It's interesting that you bring that up because when I scanned you, uh, your lymph system came up as really um, pretty, pretty. we would call it toxic or congested. So, um, and we don't, we aren't commonly taught, you know, that the lymph is, you know, where all the poisons in our body kind of drain into. And then we need to take care of getting it out of the lymph system. So often people with, autoimmune conditions, you know, have a lot of stress on their lymph system because yep. one of the only things, you know, like rebounding, you've heard of those little trampoline people jump up and down, not just kids, but, you know, people exercise. Infrared saunas are really good for that. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, diet changes, which nobody ever wants to do, you know, <laughs> diet yes. changes. Hot and cold showers are good for flushing out your lymph. Essential oils are good. Um let me ask you a question too. While we're talking about you, or I'm talking about you, do you do you consume dairy products? Um, I try not to consume a lot of dairy products. That's uh, good. Okay. Yeah, I gave up milk years ago. Um, good I for have. You. Yeah, yeah. I, I drink soy milk if I have to have milk. Um, but I yeah I've, I don't drink uh, milk, and I try to consume as little cheese as possible. Now, I gotta say, I love pizza. That's my, uh, you know, love. That's your weakness. That's your killer yes. heel. <laughs> uh, so uh, if somebody tells me, you want a slice of pizza and it's loaded with cheese, I'm sorry, but I'm breaking my own uh, diet there and I'm going to have to slice of pizza because it's, you know, that's, uh, when I, when I die and uh, they have a funeral, my last wishes, if they're going to pass food around, make it pizza. Just. Oh, that's, that's fun. That's a fun food at a funeral. Uh, it's funny though, because you're like screaming since like your body's like no dairy ever, which you obviously have either been, uh, talked to about or you intuitively know, or you know, you're like highly sensitive to that. I'm a little lactose intolerant when it comes to milk. That's what kind of like deterred me away. And then I, I found out what milk actually does to the body. And I was like, yeah, I really don't, uh, want to do much with milk anymore and that was years and years ago i you know i've always had this kind of inquisitive mind and not because i'm very bright because i really am not uh but i i pretend to on the radio uh but i've always been very inquisitive and i've always kind of like wanted like to learn things uh and i've always like researched a lot of like you know biology stuff and health stuff and uh, besides my obvious uh interest in ufos paranormal and uh you know conspiracies and political aspects and political stuff but uh you know the the biology of the human being has always been kind of like a thing that i've always been interested in and it all started because of my own uh, lactose intolerance as, uh, as a kid and i was like why does milk, oh, milk you make me feel that kid. wow yeah okay yeah. you've always been yeah because yeah. i mean that's one thing i saw on your skin like it, it was like no dairy ever so that makes sense yeah. why it said that yeah. okay I remember I, I was very young and I was like, oh, milk just makes me feel bad. And I just like, I couldn't, I stopped drinking it. And about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I completely just done. I, I just, I completely like, you know, cut off milk. That's really impressive. Like how many Americans can say that? That is super impressive. I'm really proud of you for that. 
Well, you know, it, I think that's the, the reason, you know, and I appreciate that, but the reason I think a lot of Americans have an issue with that is because we're so indoctrinated to believe that milk is the only source of calcium that you can get and is the, it, it is this uh, great mm-hmm. thing that you can mm-hmm. put into your body. But you also forget that, uh, you know, these cows that they get the uh, milk from have, uh, what, how much steroids they put in them and mm-hmm. all these other things that, that they put into these poor animals. And that you're feeding that into your body, and uh, that cannot be good whatsoever it it isn't good and if you pay attention any of you in the audience if you eat ice cream cheese or milk Mm. usually you will immediately get mucus in your throat you will feel your you'll feel that mucus start to form because basically that's what you're consuming so your body's like oh gosh okay um yeah really visceral reaction Uh, another way you can tell what you're allergic to just for the audience and and people don't pay attention we get so used to things we don't pay attention when you're eating in a restaurant and you're consuming a dish have you ever wiped your nose or your nose starts to run if your nose starts to run people you are eating something that you are allergic to so Mm, you know figure out what that is and stop for goodness gracious sake that's a good point. I've I've heard that before, actually. Uh, your body does have an automatic reaction to uh, foods. Uh, in fact, uh, this is a great point that I'll never forget. This is, uh, goes back to my high school days, uh, Dr. Kim, and, uh, and uh, we're going to go on break right after this. But uh, this is a very funny story. I remember uh, when I was in uh, physical education, we had a conversation about uh, if you're feeling like, because I used to be heavy into sports as a kid and baseball and things like that, and uh, the teacher, or uh, you know, he was telling us that if you feel lightheaded, drink some Gatorade or something with sugar. It'll bring you right back up immediately, and you know, you'll get, you know, you'll, you'll get a little bit of an extra boost from the caffeine and everything almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And that you know makes sense chemically because your body, in, you know, takes liquid in a lot easier. Um, and then I had a, a science teacher who we asked if that was, you know, legitimate. And he said, no, that, that could never happen. Uh, you know, your body has to digest and it's not instant. It takes a while for it to go through the system and this mm-hmm. and that. And then we brought that up to the uh, PE teacher and he said, tell your science teacher to go back to school because guess what? That's why they created uh, Gatorade. Because as soon as they started giving it out to the kids, immediately they started getting pepped up because guess what? Sugar, electrolytes, all that stuff gets you going. It gets you right back and picks you up immediately. And we were like, yeah, you can't dispute that. I mean, <laughs> that's science. <laughs> I love it. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And uh, we'll be right back here in a couple minutes on Inside the Jackal said with a very lovely... Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and we're going to talk more about her book and about her psychic abilities, and maybe there'll be more about me. Who knows? We'll be back in the flip side. Two minutes. This is PSN Radio. Forget everything you think you know about myths and legends. James Pine's Big Cranky connects them all in an epic web of deceitful betrayal, love, and loyalty. A capricious tale of gods, showing human quirks are not only wasted on the mortals. A tale of many deities, treading lightly around a superior as the world begins. Big Cranky. Fall into Darkness. The debut novel from storyteller James Pine. Available now on Amazon from Deadlight Publishing.
Hi, this is Chris Tilmer from Haunted Toledo. I'm Angel from Inside the Jackal's Head and Skywatchers Radio. I'm Brian Anderson. I'm an aviation technician and voiceover artist. This is Deborah Jane East, host of Notes from the Underground. I'm Ronald Murphy from Inside the Goblin Universe. I'm Kat Ward of Paranormal Heart. Hi, I'm Brian Bowden from Inside the Goblin Universe. I'm Arizona Tramp from Swamp Gas. Hey, this is Sarah Shelton from Haunted Toledo. Hi, I'm Al Santariga from the Bronxville Paranormal Society. Harold St. John with the Toledo Ohio Ghost Hunter Society. Please. 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 While you're out there driving. Watch out for motorcycles on the road. Be careful and watch out for motorcyclists. And watch out for motorcycles. Watch out for motorcyclists. Please don't text or drink and drive. Please don't text or drink and drive. We've seen the aftermath of what can happen when you take your eyes off the road, even for a split second. Please don't text or drink and drive. Text can wait. Be safe. It's not just the law. It's a good idea. Did you know that right now over 70 million people have had to leave their homes due to war and disaster? That's roughly the size of the United Kingdom. I can't imagine what it would be like to have to suddenly leave my home, where to take my family, how to survive, and most importantly, who will help us? Well, the answer is the International Rescue Committee. This wonderful organization was Albert Einstein's genius idea. They focus on the world's toughest places, Syria, Yemen, South Sudan, and deliver food and shelter, medical care. They also bring education and job training and work to rebuild communities. Please join me in supporting the International Rescue Committee. They help families just like yours and mine, to survive, recover, and live their lives with hope and dignity. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. everybody welcome back this is uh, again inside the jackal's head live on psn radio and you can check out the podcast later on if you're uh, going to uh, download it it's free go to angelespino.com you can go right on there and uh, check out our soundcloud page and download it for free it's not going to cost you not even one penny not at all so just go over there and you have uh, hundreds of archives uh dr kim i've been doing this for a long time and uh, this literally, like, uh, this is, I think it's like, uh, over 280 shows on this show. Uh, for years, I, I did a, a lead-in show called Skywatchers Radio 
on Art Bell's uh, Dark Matter Digital Network. And we were Art Bell's lead-in show for the time he was what? on the air. Oh, I didn't know that. That's super cool. Yeah, he's, uh, I, I miss Art so much. He was a great gentleman to actually get to work with. Him and Keith Rowland, who uh, ran the network at the time. And uh, we got a lot of, uh, you know, good experiences uh, dealing with Art over the uh, course of the time that they were putting that network together. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff on the website. So anybody who wants to check out the podcast later, angelespino.com. Please check out the website and download away. Now back with uh, my lovely guest here, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. And we're hitting on, on something here very interesting and during the break, uh, which uh, I, I want to bring uh, you on board here and let you speak on because I don't want to, like, uh, you know, uh, take any anything away from what you're hitting on here again, like I sadly did on the last uh, segment. Yeah, so, I mean, I was just talking to you during the break about how um, you came up in your scan that intermittent fasting was really good. And I wasn't aware that you've talked, I mean, I guess you talked about it on your show, but that you practice that, you practice fasting, you know, in your daily life. And then we started, we jumped like kind of a level beneath that, which is you said, I don't believe necessarily that we need to eat as much or as many times as we're being told. And then I kind of freaked out because that's one of my big things right now. I call it the food program, which, well, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of programs. I think there's the education program, the medical program, the food program. I think that, I think everything's a program here practically. Mm-hmm. But But I've just kind of become aware of one day. I kind of woke up and I'm like, it was weird. It was like my come to Jesus moment. I was like, wait a minute, who says you have to eat breakfast? And who says you have to eat breakfast right when you get up? Who says you have to eat lunch at noon? Who says you have to eat dinner? Like, who says and who says, you know, even the six, who says you have to eat six times or eight times? What if you only have to eat once? What if you can fast and be perfectly fine? I mean, we call this body, well, I call this body an avatar. We call it wetware, you know, which is almost robotic. If you think of what we typically think of as a robot, which would be a metal, you know, kind of weird electrical being, and we are very electrical, why are we mm-hmm. stuffing all this low-frequency physical gunk in it, just like you were talking about milk or milk products, uh, to gum up this light electrical system? It doesn't make a lot of sense. So I've been playing a lot with that. You're absolutely right. And uh, this is something that I've actually... Uh, talked about on the show briefly here before uh and people that that have listened to the show uh know exactly what i'm going to get at the fact that they uh, have indoctrinated society to believe that we have to eat all this breakfast which includes most of the time dr cam what is a normal breakfast in america eggs sausage bacon you know yeah all of it yeah. Think about this. You wake up in the morning. You just had dinner the night before, right? Say you haven't gone to the bathroom. You just had dinner the night before. You're, you know, your stomach is full. Mm. You wake up in the morning, and you go and you now put all this extra food in your body. Your body has not healed from the food the night before yet. So just think about all the extra work that your body's doing. And there's a lot of chemicals in your body which are not very good, so your body's never fully healing. And uh, I, I learned this, like I was telling you during the break, a long time ago from a, a friend who was from the Middle East, and uh, she practiced uh, Buddhism, and we were talking about fasting, and, and she practiced it. She was in perfect health. Her family were in perfect health. And, uh, you know, I, I, I often talk to her about, you know, what their 
uh, you know, way of, uh, of looking at food was because they, they had a very particular way of cooking their food and the way they, they did, uh, their dishes and whatnot. And it's very delicious food, by the way. She had Nora for dinner a few times. And, uh, they cooked very, very beautifully, uh, cooked uh, food and delicious food. But they often told me about their fasting, you know, and the way they practiced that. And I've incorporated that into my own life because of my health issues. And I tell you what, the body does feel a lot better when you let it heal. And if you're in, already in decent health and you incorporate that into your diet, into your everyday living, I guarantee you, your body's going to feel a whole lot better. It just, it, it lets your body heal up. It, it gives your, you know, the body that time to actually get ready for the next meal and make it sensible. Who says you have to have, uh, you know, 20 dishes in the morning and then brunch in the mid-afternoon, then actual lunch, and then, I mean, they, they just come up with all this nonsense. It's ridiculous. Right, and this is the thing for me. As I've gotten older, I have other things I want to do than be, like, washing dishes, preparing food. If you really follow the standard American diet, you're, like, barely finished, as you kind of pointed out, you're barely finishing breakfast, and you have to think about, I have to buy something, I have to make something, I have to do the dishes, I have to... You know, it's just crazy. I have to go shopping. I don't have enough food because I don't have food for lunch. I don't have enough food for dinner. I don't have the right. The other here's another one <laughs> yeah. of my favorite things: the right kind. What every country has. This is breakfast food. This is lunch food, and this is dinner food. Who says if you want to get up and have you know after a couple of hours at ten or eleven, and you want to have a cup of chili? Do it like you don't have to like make eggs and toast at 10, 11 in the morning just because that's breakfast food. And really, I think we should break our fast with, you know, fruit or something lighter and then wait till much later in the day, but not too late, you know, to eat our bigger meal if you're going to do that. But I mean, and I don't think there's one size fits all what we found using the technology that we use. And this is what I can't get through even sometimes to my own, you know, clients that have been with me for years is it's so individual. Maybe eating once a day is perfect for you. Maybe eating once every other day is perfect for you. Maybe eating eight times a day is perfect for you, but we're also individual. What are our genetic weaknesses? What is our metabolism? What is our thyroid imbalance, our hormone imbalance? Like, we need to stop, like, just saying, here's the program. Do it, you know? Correct. But that's the uh, unfortunate indoctrination that we've had. And it's all, uh, and this is the the crazy part. And I, and I love the way when people point out that in America we have this obesity problem. Well, the problem is the the, the fast food, all the, the amount of food that people are eating, and it all goes back to the indoctrination that we must have all this glutinous-filled food, MSG-filled nonsense, and yeah. all this dairy products and all and all this gmo and uh, you know they tell you oh it's all good for you i mean just you're gonna die anyway right so just eat it that's basically what they what they tell us and uh you know we go along with it because we're sheeple and it tastes good so a lot of people they don't care they're like yeah well yeah it's we're gonna we are gonna die one day so might as well and that's i think that one of the fallacies uh that we live with and, and until we kind of like overcome that, I think, you know, not only this country, but other parts of the world are going to have the same kind of issues and health is going to be a big concern. But does that go into like maybe a global population control type of agenda, do you think? Ooh, wow. You know what I was just thinking when you were talking about that? I was thinking, who? when did we give the corporations our trust? So when did we trust that Kellogg's 
or craft has our best interest at heart or our children's best interest at heart. When did we trust that when we open a box of mac and cheese or we pour breakfast cereal that just because it's in a slick package in a sealed plastic bag, that that means that it's life giving to us and our children. When did we turn off our brains about things like that? I don't know if it was, uh, in the fifties or forties, I think we went. I, honestly, I think it really think started. It was TV? It, no, it was you know, TV you know, programming. I, I, I think I think it was TV, but I think it was also a big part of it. I think it was the introduction of the fast food chain that started uh, the, this uh, kickoff. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yes, yes. The McDonald's and Burger mm-hmm. King and all those. Wow. I think the convenience of oh, I don't have to cook. Oh, I don't have to go to the grocery right. store. So it was our laziness that is our demise. That's that's very common in a lot of different topics. <laughs> no, and think about this: uh, they they don't only serve you a, you know meals like a dinner. They serve you now breakfast, lunch, dinner. You can go there. Now you can have breakfast, uh, you know, in dinner time. They don't care that you whatever you want to eat, fat boy. Go ahead, just order it off the menu. We'll feed you. <laughs> whatever you want to eat. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it is. And I was like, yeah, I want to have waffles at midnight. Okay, you want a lot of syrup? You can get your waffles and a ton of syrup. Go for it. Oh, my gosh, you're cracking me up. You know, that's, and that's so sad. And, oh, my goodness. And I was just reading. I don't know where I read this. I think it was on Instagram. They were just talking about, have you ever noticed how McDonald's and Hardee's and Burger King, they all have yellow, red, and orange? And they've done, you know, they've invested millions in studies that those mm-hmm. colors make you hungry so you cannot be hungry and you're driving down and it's not the mcdonald's like you might think it's mcdonald's oh i want some fries no (laughs) you're like brain is programmed like you know yellow and red and orange you you're hungry like it turns on the hunger chemicals in your brain so it's not nothing that they do is an accident it's all uh, manipulation do you want to be that's why i think we need to take back conscious in the moment Thinking choice in all areas of our life, not just food, relationships, um, where we live, how we live, what we buy, consumerism. We could spend uh, three hours talking about that. But but we become <laughs> yeah, no so kidding. unconscious. We just lay on our couch in front of the television and it literally ding, 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 programs us to what we're going to do the rest of the night, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to buy, what we're going to watch and what we're going to do tomorrow. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, and, and the, the, the worst of the worst is. People don't understand uh, when they're reading, like, the labels. They they look at stuff, and they're like, eh, I don't know what this means. I don't know what that means. But if you start reading some of the labels, you're going to start seeing some patterns, like things like uh, metasodium glutamate, MSG. Uh, now, metasodium glutamate is a flavor enhancer uh, that also causes cancer in a lot of studies that have been done over the years. And how did uh, metasodium glutamate, MSG, uh, get his uh, creation. It was mm-hmm. done by China, and they created it because uh, they wanted to put it in their food because the the population wasn't eaten, and they weren't uh, you know they weren't uh, in very good health. And they noticed when they put this, people started eating more because it enhanced the flavor. And then they started seeing another side effect. They were also getting chubbier. So their their actual civilization was like, oh look at that, it's making them bigger. They want to eat more. 
And, uh, you know, this is good, right? It's population growth for the Chinese. So they literally put MSG in everything. In fact, I, I remember, and I don't know if you remember this, but in the 90s, a lot of Chinese restaurants, when this started breaking out that this stuff is really dangerous, uh, a lot of Chinese restaurants that started removing using MSG for a while, uh, started running ad campaigns uh, here in, in, and I remember vividly in Florida because there was, there's a lot of Chinese restaurants in, uh, in this area is down here. And I remember watching TV and you would see there it says, uh, and, you know, come to our store, no MSG. And that was part of the propaganda. No MSG, no MSG. And for years you would see that because people started becoming aware that that was a problem. Then what happened? Uh, people that uh, needed MSG for money reasons started putting money into programs with the food industry, and those uh, you know those things went away, and the warnings went away, and MSG became standard. Mm-hmm. You could get a Dorito bag. Look at the back. What do you have in Doritos? MSG. Any fast oh, food place. Wow. I didn't know they still put that in Doritos. That's horrendous. It's an excitotoxin. It really messes up yeah. your. Uh, the brain chemicals, the serotonin and the dopamine and the norepinephrine, like it messes everything up and it crashes you like sugar. It's horrible. I are you they really still put that in? Oh my goodness gracious. Oh not only that, they use it in fast food places, which is what I was uh saying earlier. This is what uh, one of the main issues in this country is because of these chemicals that they use in the meat and other products. It's not just the meat. MSG could be used in a variety of different things in the food. And they're loading these things up with these things. And unfortunately, people are eating this at record number. And what do we have since the McDonald's uh, and these fast food, uh, fast food places went into existence? Uh, what, 80 years ago, 70 years ago, 60, whatever it was? What have we had uh, across the board? The rise of heart attack, stroke, uh, and all these health cancer, issues, cancer, yeah. all of it. right? Yeah. And, and you, I've seen charts, uh, Dr. Kim, where you look at them and you compare, and cancer has been on the rise almost parallel to the use of MSG in a lot of these companies, uh, which is scary. I mean, they, the, the data does not lie. If things are going in one direction and they're all kind of facing the same direction because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a reason for that. I believe it's called Occam's Razor, right? The easiest answer to the solution is usually the, the correct one. <laughs> That's for sure. That's right. Uh, yeah. I just thought people were smarter like i'm always still so shocked when you drive by the fast food restaurants like at lunch and dinner and you see those big lines like i thought people were like going back to like growing their own food and maybe this is my fantasy i don't know you know organic produce and buying local i mean there's a lot of near me there's farms that grow organic produce and they'll deliver these baskets for like 30 dollars a week and you get all sorts of wonderful things you know i mean i think we need to come away from the whole prepared foods and get back to communities cooperating together and, yep. you know, kind of some bartering and trading or, you know, eating local is so much more healthy for you too. Yeah, no, I agree. But you know what? We're, we're going to probably face that if we're going to leave the planet and go like to Mars or something, huh? Cause we're going to have to like start growing our own food again. Well, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Absolutely. It's also very rewarding. I mean, we've gotten so away from, and I don't mean organic, like we always think organic just means like organic produce, but we've gotten away from everything organic. Like we sit in our air conditioned homes and we have our face and our phones and our tablets and our video games. And 
we've gotten away from really the joys of seriously having your feet in nature and, and connecting and smelling the forest and, and a strenuous hike or, you know, a hard swim. We've just gotten away from those real visceral, physical, simple pleasures that don't just nourish the body. They nourish the mind and the soul. Yeah, that's why we have the sun also. I mean, it, it, going outside is a great example of that. Try staying indoors for a couple of weeks without going outside at all and watch the difference your body has and then go outside for a couple of days and, and take in the sun. And you're going to see mm-hmm. how much of a difference just that makes and how mm-hmm. you feel. Light, light is very important, absolutely, um, yeah. 100%. Ugh, crazy. Yeah, and uh, it's super, super important. Uh, now, uh, you know, we're, we're short in the time. We have about 20 minutes. Uh, there's uh, other stuff that I definitely want to cover. Now, the book is going to be released. Uh, when uh, is it released? It's already, or is it about it's to be released? Amazon. It's, 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 it's Amazon. Released. Right? <laughs> it's Amazon. Okay, it's okay. done really well in the auto. In the Funny enough, it's an autoimmune book that's done really well in the immune system category. So we've done real well. We're real tickled to get that information out there. And I'm getting ready to... Um, it's really interesting. We don't talk a lot about this, and this would be a whole nother show, but mm-hmm. we don't talk a lot about the metaphysical, uh, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual things beneath these, um, you know, imbalances, or we call them dis diseases. Um, and so there's a lot to that. So I'm releasing a line workbook so you can also work through your belief systems that also contribute, you know, to you forming these different imbalances that we call autoimmune diseases. But, um, yeah, we've done real well. And really, I'm approaching it from a little bit different angle. Most people are like, eradicate the disease. But really, I'm approaching it more from what can we do to support the immune system, which we have talked about things tonight and ways that you can support the immune system, including giving your body a rest, you know, intermittent fasting, thinking about what you're eating, not eating so much processed foods, don't go to fast food rest. We've talked about a lot, you know, about a lot of things going out in nature. Um, but I give really, really specific, you know, practical advice. But again, the thing about our technology is even if you have an autoimmune disease and you have this, you know, you have Lyme and you have Lyme and you have Lyme, it's still an individualized path to wellness. So the fact that we now have technology, just like blood tests or DNA mm-hmm. tests, you know, now we have this quantum technology that's so individual. We can help you chart your path to wellness and not just physical, emotional, mental, spiritual as well. Well, let me ask you, how would you uh, start going about that um, You know, on the mental aspect? On a mental aspect? So mm-hmm. usually people that have autoimmune disease, and I'm going to speak to you because this is true about you. So you are a a hard driven, I'd almost say type A personality, and you do not take, you're better now than you were when you were younger, but you are like, uh, you're just drive through and you drive and you drive and you drive and you drive. You're just, you're just intense. You have this intense, powerful personality. So it's important for people like you, especially, you know, you have a thyroid condition, you know, you have autoimmune condition. We, we need to take that kind of quiet time to self-nurture and it's whatever mm-hmm. self-nurture means to you you don't have to take up yoga or meditation to self-nurture you can lay on a beach you can um you know walk in the woods you can um take a nap i mean all those things are self-nurture you can take up painting and activate the creative part of yourself like i'm going to ask you so what do you do for self-nurture well when i want to actually uh take a little me time 
I do meditate. I've uh, I've done a, little, a lot of meditation. I used to do yoga. Believe it or not, a lot of yoga when I was younger. I do. I used to do martial arts as well. Um, Ooh, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I grew up a uh, really big fan of martial arts for a long time. Unfortunately, uh, with uh, an accident I had in 2019, uh, which uh, caused a severe injury, I am no longer able to practice uh, some of these things because I'm not as uh, limber as I used to be. Uh, but I, I do like to still meditate and, uh, and, you know, I, I do pray, which a lot of people are like, wait, you're agnostic. Why do you pray? Because I do believe that there is a power in prayer, whether you believe in a certain religion or not. So I do uh, often, you know, sit and, and pray. I like talking to my mother, even though she's passed, uh, you know, I still sit and I try oh, to I love that. speak I love to her that. as much as possible. Uh, and you know, it, it things like that is what kind of like gets me by. Uh, especially during the lockdown era that we're in right now, uh, Dr. Gammon, mm-hmm. it's, you know, mm-hmm. thanks to, uh, thanks to the, the, uh, the, the, the brew, the brew bug, you know, the, uh, corona bug, uh, it's <laughs> that, the invisible you enemy. Like to live dangerously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, e- even with that, you know, uh, I still, uh, I, I do, uh, have high hopes that, uh, you know, that, uh, at least, uh, you know, what I do, it gets me by and uh, it motivates me to continue going forward for a long time. But, uh, you know, the, the way I take me time is really just, uh, again, meditating, kind of just uh, spending that time thinking about uh, ways to make my life better and make others around me, uh, you know, feel comfortable and better, which is often difficult because everybody has their own point of view and agendas and Everybody's driven to do their own thing. So, yeah, I kind of had, and running my show and doing, you know, the network stuff and dealing with a lot of people, you kind of, like, get a little boggled down sometimes. So, definitely uh, just meditating is really what clears my mind. Wow, I'm impressed you meditate. Not a lot of men, like, I don't know, I'm just really impressed by that. You're so self-aware. It's so nice to talk to a self-aware person. That comes from, uh, believe it or not, from uh, martial arts. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, I do. I, I love a, it. I took a decade of martial arts uh, when I was younger, and I still would have been practicing martial arts if it wasn't for I almost lost an eye in one of the uh, tournaments. And uh, my mother was like, okay, we're pulling you out of martial arts. And I was like, but wow. mom, I, oh I don't want to get pulled out of martial arts. And she was like, yeah, but I don't want you to lose your eye. And uh, I had to side with mother on this one because I have glasses now, thanks to it. So, uh, was your mother, yeah. hey, I have to ask you something. I'm sorry. Was your mother yeah. was she short, shorter? Was she a shorter, smaller woman? Oh yeah, she was very uh, much shorter than I than I am. Yeah, because yeah. she's coming in really strong right now. Um, she's wow. Oh gosh, she's bringing. She's making me really emotional. She's um, feeding through me. How? Oh my. Gosh, the love she had for you. Your mom had mad, I don't know if you know this, but I can do media mark, uh, mad love for you. Oh my gosh, she's, she's putting it through me. Like the love your mom had for you and the pride she had for you was like, whoa, baby. She loved you. She loves you. Wow. That's amazing. That's such Dr. Kim, I will say this, and I'm uh, probably the only guy you're ever going to hear say this openly and honestly. I was a mama's boy. I, I love my mom, and uh, we had a tremendous uh, relationship, me and her. And uh, showing me your heart connection, you still. She said, yeah. you, and you know, you know, she is available to you still. She is very close to you. She is very present. Your heart, your heart, 
your hearts are literally so almost like one. You guys are so connected. It's I, I've rarely seen a bond like this, even between mother and son. It's amazing. She's an amazing, your mother was the most, wow. She is so strong, such a strong person, such a strong soul and spirit. And she always was. She dealt with so, so many challenges at different aspects in her life, but Oh, wow. She's an amazing, I really like your mom. She's like showing me a lot of things. I just, I really like your mom. What an amazing, uh, you were just really uh, lucky to have that experience and the time that you had with her, but she's just, she just wants you to know she's super present. Like, you know, she's present, but she's way more present than you think she is. Oh, no, no. Believe me. I, I feel her presence all the time. I mean, she passed uh, a few years ago and, uh, I, it, it was awkward because, I was, me and my dad were the only person, uh, the only two in the room when she passed away, but the awkward part was, even though her body, you know, faded away and she passed, the presence never went away. And it was to the point that, yeah, it it was to the point that um, we had several incidents that happened, which to me were kind of like signals and signs that she was sending me, and if I tell you some of these, it'll completely spook you out. Uh, and this is why I believe, and one of the main reasons why I believe that there is more to life than this, and why I'm not even afraid of death. No, and I, oh, I, I, I don't fear it. I don't fear it. At all. I don't fear dying. I don't fear. Uh, I lost uh, my uncle a few weeks ago. Like I have mentioned, oh, you know, sorry. he passed away. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I, we we loved this man to death. You know, and uh, we loved him. He was a great guy, he's, and he wait, passed wait, away. Wait, wait, wait. Did he laugh a lot? Like, like he's throwing his head back and laughing. Did he? Did he have a good sense of humor, your uncle? Oh, he was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's throwing, yeah. showing me. He's la- he's saying that he's he's happy and he's in good humor and uh, yeah. He's just showing me that. That's awesome. Yeah, my uncle, uh, he was, uh, actually, he, it's funny because a lot of people say I, I got my sense of humor kind of from him and my grandfather because uh, they're like, they're very funny. My dad's kind of like goofy funny, but my uncle is sarcastic funny, which is kind of like I take more after. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I took a lot after him because he was always around when I was a kid. And, uh, it, you know, it was painful to go see him at a hospice and all that stuff. And then the, the virus kicked in and we couldn't see him because they locked all the you know the, the uh-huh. hospices down so unfortunately yeah he, he passed away without us um, you know being able to be there and uh you know we were able to uh you know get his final uh arrangements and everything met and uh you know we we've, we're still kind of like going through that but uh, i mean a lovely lovely uh human being also and uh you know seeing what he went through and seeing what my mother went through it really, it, it took that fear of dying from me. I mean, I, like I said, I don't fear it. I had an experience right after my mother passed away, which I've talked about on the show here. If you have a, a minute, I'll tell you. Yeah, I want to hear it. This is, and I guess this is one of those that will bring uh, the, the little hairs in the back of your uh, neck and it'll make them stand up. Uh, there's one incident a couple of months after. Uh, I got home and I smelled smoke and as soon as I walked in. There was an electrical explosion in the house that I lived in, which is the same house my mother lived in. This is a couple months after she passed. And the, uh, the, the, um, outlet that was under the main TV in the computer room blew up, caught fire. There's actually a picture I have of it where there's 
the outlet and it melted inward and a ring of fire caught around it and this is right under our tv which had a blue a blu-ray player and it was right next to the wall oh, wow. it had my uh, ps4s in there everything <laughs> next to the, and, and it was all next to the wall uh where i had you know a couple posters paper stuff right, very flammable stuff I, and i kid you not the thing caught fire it blew up it created this ring around the uh the the power outlet but the house didn't catch fire uh, when I got home and I smelled the smoke, I, I freaked out thinking the whole house was on fire. I ran towards the room. There was no fire anywhere, but there was a lot of smoke in the air. And there was a weird feeling, like a coldness in the room. Huh. Which, coldness in a room with a lot of hot smoke. That's, that's weird. That's yeah. Right. right. And I called the fire department. They came out, they looked at everything. There was an electrical issue, and that's what caused the fire. Now, the person that came out from the fire department they, they looked at the uh, the actual uh, power outlet and they said son you must have a guardian angel because I've seen houses burn down with a lot less than that mm, and you had all that flammable stuff right there too yeah and when he walked into the room and he saw the room that it happened in he was like how in God's green earth did this not just burn the entire block down it's a computer room Filled with, you know, it's like a little man cave that I had in my old house where I had, right. you know, posters, you know, Ooh. gaming stuff, you know, the whole nine yards. So, it very flammable everywhere. I mean, this could have easily caught fire. And for whatever, you know, reason from above, it just it was a circle right around the, uh, the outlet, Ooh. nothing caught fire. Here's the mm. other kicker. That, if that alone doesn't do it for you, a couple of months later... Okay, we had a hurricane that hit very hard and it hit Florida very hard. You probably remember this, Hurricane Irma. Yes. Okay, Hurricane Irma uh, hit during the time period a few months after that electrical fire, after my mom died. My friends who recently lost their mother to cancer uh, called me and told me, we got to get out of the house, we got to leave, you know, there's uh, the hurricane's coming, this and that. And I was like, no, man, I'm not going anywhere. And they're like, are you kidding? Are you crazy? You know, you're going to die in the, in the hurricane. It's going to hit hard in your area. And I was like, trust me, there's absolutely no way my house is getting touched. And they're like, I don't know, man. This is It seems serious. All the weather pro, you know, forecast is going to go right over your neighborhood. And I was like, guaranteed. They got stuck where they went. They left the area because they lived like a few blocks away from me. They left far north they were stuck for days where they were they couldn't they had no power or anything uh, i lost uh, power for two hours that was the worst that happened to me but here's why i knew nothing could happen to me okay my mother's name is Irma. <gasps> oh my gosh i just got chills now think about that for a second same spelling that, a few I'm months speechless. after I'm speechless. That, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I love it. So when I told my friends, I was like, brother, believe me, I'm going to be okay. And he's freaking out. And uh, this is a person I've known for 26, well, we're now about 28 years almost. And, uh, you know, longtime friend. And they're freaking out about this. And I'm like, you should actually stay home because, believe me, this area is going to be okay. We're protected. And he's like, are you nuts? You're insane. 
And I was like, well, it might be nothing insane, but I'm pretty sure nothing's going to happen. And sure enough, nothing happened. I lost power for two hours. That's it. I love it. That's amazing. I love your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like I said, I I had a a wonderful experience growing up with my mother. And I, I, I rarely hear anybody in the radio give their parents props for being good parents. That's we, we true. Just, you don't hear that. You don't hear that on the radio, TV. Uh, it's, it's so important to have good parenting growing up for kids. That's one of the main issues with society today is the lack of parenting in the household that yep. it, that allows kids to grow up morally and sound. And I was very lucky. I had great parents, my father and my mother. They might not have been the br- the brightest of the bunch when it came to like a, you know the economics or books mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. school because they came from a rough background and mm-hmm. they were immigrants mm-hmm. in the whole nine yards. But yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah. the love they had and the amount of wisdom that they had was phenomenal. And I and I do believe my mother had a psychic ability because Doctor Kim, every time she told me this is going to happen, it happened exactly the way she said. That's Every time. cool. That's yeah. cool. I love it. And, uh, and I'm talking. And I'm talking about with relationships, work, friends, you name it. If she had an intuition, she said you should do this and not do that. If I didn't do exactly the way mom said, believe me, it would go bad because she was always on the money. She was spot on, and I I, I don't know if maybe she just didn't take advantage of it, but I, I swore she had that kind of ability. Amazing. Uh, I'm sure she did because she came in so strong and connected with me so strong. So I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah. Loved, uh, loved my mother. Uh, now again, the uh, going back to the book here because I know we're short on time. The release of uh, the the Secret to Everything series is already out there. Uh, the current book, uh, Lyme and Autoimmune, is on the shelves. People can pick it up at Amazon all over the place. I do have a bunch. I do have a bunch of uh, links here for you, but I want you to give them out. Uh, so I have a couple of links that I know that you wanted to uh, share with the audience. So please do so. Oh yeah, thank you so much. So really, the only link I mean, I absolutely like to share, which you already shared. Thank you. Is secret to everything dot com, and then if you want to get a hold of us, there's a contact form on there. We have some free gifts. If you want to check us out, we have you know we'll put up this show also. Uh, or link to your show, you know, will be also available on our website. And then I've been around a while, so you can just type in Secret Everything or Kimberly McGeorge. I have a YouTube channel, Kimberly McGeorge. Uh, so I'm around. You guys can find me. It's it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to uh, uh, get the book, uh, and I'm going to go through it, and I want to have you back on so we can talk more about the actual book itself. And uh, hopefully uh, there's not uh, distractions like, uh, you know, people falling apart in my life. So I can sit there and actually read the book. I love reading. Yeah, I'll send you I'll send you a copy tomorrow. That's that's fine. I'd be happy to do that. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. I was gonna go on Amazon tonight and, and try to like No, you know, no, no. <laughs> Please let me gift you a copy. I'll be happy to send you that. So this means you will be back on the show, right? One day. I'll think about it. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, I had a great time. I just felt like we were shooting the breeze, but it was really important breeze, so I really enjoyed it, you know, it was great. Oh, no, you're lovely. Great, great having you on. Thank you so much for being here with me, guys and gals and everybody else uh, listening out there in the cosmos. Uh, unfortunately, I'm uh, out of time on uh, PSN here 
in SoFlow, and I know they have other shows going on on the network over there and Global Enlightenment. Uh, thank you all for spending your time here with us. And uh, for my lovely, lovely guest, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, I want to thank you all again for being here. And, uh, Doc, thank you so much for all your help. You've been lovely. Oh, my pleasure. Take care. Take care. And uh, everybody will be back on this Sunday and, of course, uh, weekly Thursdays and Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern or midnight. This is Inside the Jackal's Head, and I am Angel Espino. That's my real name, angelespino.com. Check it out. Bye. <laughs>